title of this talk today is One, an Equation in Spirituality. So this morning, I would like to talk about the matter of one. One? What is one? One is simply the numeral one as in math. We all know the equation, one plus one equals two. One tells us the value of a piece, and each piece is individual. So when one thing is added to another, the total value increases by only the amount of what was added and nothing more. But when it comes to a realm of spirituality, math equations function differently. One plus one becomes just one. Also, one plus one can make ten. Strange? Maybe. Although spirituality is not in an arbitrary realm, it is beyond math as we understand it. Therefore, in the world of mind, one can mean nothing, and one can mean everything. The point here is that we can give a special meaning to one when we proceed with our spiritual practice. So, shall we investigate it, the matter of one together? To start off, I'll say, one plus one is ten, and ten means many. When it comes to mind, many refers to our numerous mind and everyday mind. Master Sutesan said, our mind is extremely subtle that it exists when we take hold of it, but disappears when we let it go. The teaching in this line is that we need to pay attention to the subtlety of our mind. There is a magic wand we can use when we cultivate our mind. The magic wand is to consistently check our everyday mind whenever it appears. You may want to pay attention to your ordinary mind when it arises during your day. You will especially want to pay close attention to the very vulnerable mind that you wish to avoid but keeps coming back. Your vulnerability may have a special meaning to you and it can direct you to your egoistic center of ignorance. But can something related to our ego be precious? Yes, why not? For a while, I have carefully observed weedy hairy greens that grow in the small parking lot by the residence kitchen. A few years ago, we created an additional parking space there. Previously, the space was a part of, part of the temple yard, and so it used to be occupied with a lot of weeds. Even after the space was recreated for parking and covered by gravel, the weeds have been growing here and there in between the gravel, and they keep showing their pouting faces. Let me be judgmental here. Those weeds are so bad. They are exceptionally persistent. The roots are tightly entangled with each other, 
and they have spread out widely and deeply. So I call them crazy weeds. They have become so tough that it is impossible to pull them out by hand. Nonetheless, however, and somehow, I was inspired to remove them. Using a special Korean garden tool, a homi, I was able to dig into where those roots were located. I dug and dug until I was able to reach the main ball of roots and I removed them one by one. In this weeding project, it was important not only to pull crazy growing weedy hairs, but to remove their roots entirely if possible. While digging those roots, I realized there might be a lot more growing underneath the entire gravel area and an image of a pointy iceberg that sti sticks out in the North Pole came to my mind. This means my weeding mission will continue. It also means those weedy greens are valuable resources as they give me hints of their roots locations. When it comes to mind practice, we can apply this analogy of the relationship between weedy greens and their roots. The vulnerability of our everyday mind can become a meaningful resource to us. If we say our goal of mind practice is to rid ourselves of greed, anger, and ignorance, we shouldn't search for them somewhere else. In a way, our reactive mind tells us that we need to prudently look into its root at the edge of that mind. What does your mind look like? My mind doesn't always look graceful and mindful. Annoyance, frustration, and all sorts of crazy monkeys are easily detectable in all of our minds. But these very minds open a door for us to realize the existence of greed, anger, and ignorance within us. Our emotional and mental reactiveness is a, is a signal for us to know the roots are there. In this sense, the spiritual equation of 1 plus 1 is 10 can be seen as a notch. The very trivial, trivial matters amid your days can eventually link you to your life's grand question. However, as we can see in gardening, only pulling tiny delicate weedy greens is not going to stop the weeds from resurging. We need to deal with their roots. Here comes the second equation of one in the world of mind. 1 plus 1 is just 1. When I say 1 plus 1 is just 1, I am talking about focus. The power of focus is what leads us to the root of our everyday mind. Focus increases density, and density becomes a source for insight. Master Chongsan said, 
Although water is very soft in its nature, by gathering drop by drop, it makes great rivers and seas. In the same way, although the mind is extremely minute and feeble, it attains a great power if you keep gathering it into one mind. The light of wisdom can be far-reaching only if you have nourished the mind after gathering it. During sitting meditation, what do you do? No matter where you may put your focus, meditation is all about gathering your subtle mind into one mind. When we gather our mind, it will become empowered. Innate wisdom will eventually reveal itself and we will be able to confront the main cause of our vulnerability. Back to my weeding mission. Those weeds are tough to pull, not only because they are crazily spread out, but also because they are rooted in muddy ground. The muddy ground makes it difficult to distinguish one from another. Reflect on yourself and see what causes and conditions you have created in your mind ground. The unique circumstances in which we each grew up makes our mind world blurry and sometimes we find it hard to detect wholesome from unwholesome. Buddhist terms for wholesome and unwholesome are dharma and mara. In one sense, mind practice is to pull out all the mara from our mind ground so that only dharma grows there. Do you see maras in your mind? If not, you will need to take a closer look. Once you do, you are likely to come up with quite a few. What could be examples of maras? Mara can be anything. Our family, friends, colleagues, hobby, food, and your own belief systems. How about your own concepts? What you believe is true? While language connects our experiences to the world, it also can turn our thoughts into rigid, concrete concepts which are a hindrance to us. Oftentimes, I see people having difficulties with their pre-existing concepts during Thursday Dharma classes. These concepts are constructed by various causes and conditions from their cultural and regional background. Sometimes these concepts open a new perspective, but many times it is the opposite. Concepts hinder us from moving forward and having a better understanding of the main teaching. For a while, I've wrestled with the phrase, is gathering the mind the same as emptying the mind? I felt limited when I used my rationale to find the answer. I learned that the essence of this phrase is beyond my thinking block. This will be true for many other spiritual concepts like completeness, righteousness, and emptiness.
Here comes the last spiritual equation. 1 plus 1 is 0. 0 is nothing, right? But it can be also pronounced no thing. This can mean no thought. When language limits awakening to a reality, we should drop language. This is what we can learn from the equation of 1 becoming 0. I recently received a book of poetry and the title of it is Joyful Noise. The poems in this book paint a bug's life. They are written for two people to read in a round and in that way it makes joyful noise. I love the title at first sight. It delighted my brain and made me grab the book right away. I read them all at one sitting. The world joyful usually goes with something pleasant, whereas the word noise usually expresses something unpleasant. We seldom put these two words together. But when the very different words associate with each other like joyful noise, our thoughts get stimulated. We can be joyfully challenged by an odd nuance. When this kind of unusual combination is applied in meditation practice, our thinking mind can be paused and we can flow into the state of no thing, I mean no thought. Years ago, I visited Grand Canyon, the Grand Canyon. I remember being utterly amazed by its multi-layered canyons unfolding endlessly. It was just gorgeous. I was absorbed into it and felt no need to analyze anything and put that experience into words. When we stand before something in awe, something unconditionally graceful, it stops our thinking mind. In those spiritual realm, concepts fail our effort to express the state of our mind. Sometimes we enslave ourselves in a conceptual world and feel suffocated. We need to come out from that world from time to time and see the world as broadly as possible. Many times, spiritual experience does not stay in the realm of logic. Rather, it exists beyond words and speech. It becomes no longer useful to argue whether gathering the mind and emptying the mind is the same or not. The French painter Monet said, to see is to forget the name of what one is seeing. If something is beyond words, what is left? Right before you heard my words, where did your mind reside? The equation of 1 plus 1 is 0 is a way to reflect the essence of our spiritual experience and it shows the non-dual realm of what is revealed and what is concealed. This is why we practice on-cushion and off-cushion meditation. 
The ultimate goal of our mind practice is for us to enrich our daily life with an awakened mind. The emphasis is on fulfilling our life rather than being merely gratified in the non-dual realm. Even after our eyes are opened to the whole picture of truth, we will still need to continue our life where we are now and with those around us. How did you like my spiritual equations about one? I hope this made some sense to you. Finally, let me share another name for one. It is Ilwan. Ilwan is the representation of the equations that I talked about today. It expresses 1 plus 1 equals 10 by encompassing the myriad things in creation. It also reflects the truth of 1 plus 1 is 0 because it is the realm before forms, signs, and names are manifested. 1 plus 1 equals 1 shows our effort to get us to a door of truth. Ilwan is the name for truth in the universe and is depicted as the shape of a circle. Thank you. Now we'll have a just brief moment to reflect on your practice today or the spiritual equation we learned today. <laughs> 